This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. With your stories now brought to you by Shop on Main. Each year, master gardeners from all over Illinois are recognized at the State Master Gardener Conference. One Macon County Master Gardener has received the 2023 Outstanding Illinois Master Gardener Award for her dedication to the Crossing Healthcare Community Garden. Brenda Craven completed her Master Gardener training in 2019 and has logged almost 800 volunteer hours. She's served as the chair of the Crossing Healthcare Prescription Produce Garden since 2020. Brenda received her award last month at the State Master Gardener Conference in Peoria. The Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity is encouraging eligible families to apply for the low-income home energy assistance program. Applications opened this week for income-eligible households with seniors over 60, Illinoisans with a documented long-term disability, and or children under 6. All qualified families will receive support until funding is exhausted. More stories, podcasts, and videos at NowDecatur.com. WSOY Decatur and W277DB Decatur. WSOY. 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecator.com. The largest healthcare worker strike in U.S. history. I'm Lee Silicera, Fox News. Wages and staff shortages, the main issues, as thousands of Kaiser Permanente workers in several states in Washington, D.C., walk off the job. Hundreds have been on the picket line here at Kaiser Permanente's hospital in Los Angeles, joined by some 75,000 of their colleagues across the country, affecting health care for 13 million patients. These workers say wages are too too low and staffing levels are dangerously low and Kaiser needs to act. Kaiser says it is doing what it can to tackle the staffing problem and has made reasonable efforts on wages. In a statement to us, they said there has been a lot of progress with agreements reached on several specific proposals. Late Tuesday, we remain committed to reaching a new agreement. Fox's Jonathan Hunt in Los Angeles. The California legislature has sent Governor Gavin Newsom a bill that would increase the minimum wage for the state's 450 55,000 healthcare workers to $25 an hour over the next decade. He has until October 14th to sign it. He doesn't think there's a consensus. Louisiana Republican Congressman Garrett Graves tells Fox's Neil Cavuto he's not optimistic the House will have a vote on a new speaker next week. Importantly, something we need to work on is make sure that we actually have a stable office of the speaker, not a situation where you have rotating chairs every few months and throw the person out. So far, Majority Leader Steve Scalise and Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan are both running for the job. Yesterday, eight Republicans led by Florida's Matt Gates, and every Democrat voted to oust Kevin McCarthy. Tropical Storm Philippe has drenched the U.S. and British Virgin Islands as it spun away from the Northeast Caribbean on a path that would take it towards Bermuda and later New England and the Atlantic coast of Canada. America is listening to Fox News. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation's Let Us Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida, is a community that will have about 100 homes for the foundation's program participants. Two families have already moved in. A Gold Star family and the family of a severely injured veteran moved into the community's first smart home. It's a special place where together, families can heal. Make the Let Us Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. And now, a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive. Well, today you can expect lots of cloud cover with 0% chance of raining on your parade because you'll be riding your motorcycle vroom vroom. That rumbling low-pressure system beneath you should give way to a relaxing commute and the sudden urge to take the scenic route everywhere you go because, dang nabbit, you're having fun out there. Add your forecast back to you. This has been a special motorcycle weather report from Progressive, where every day's a beautiful day to ride with coverage from America's number one motorcycle insurer. Get a quote today and see what you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Supreme Court has heard arguments over whether a person can sue hotels for failing to say how they accommodate people with disabilities. Deborah Loffer had no intention of staying at the Atchison Hotel's Coast Village Inn and Cottages in Maine, but she's in a wheelchair and sued because the hotel's website didn't have information about accessible rooms. Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson questioned an attorney for the hotel, Adam Unikowski. I mean, the point is you're being discriminated against because you can't, you don't have the same access to information about the status of the hotel and whether rooms are available. She just didn't get information that she needed 
to know whether she could access the building, which I just don't think is an injury unless you're going to use that information somehow. There was also discussion about whether a ruling against Lawfer could impact other cases that test how accessible locations are to those with disabilities. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Actress Julia Ormond, who starred in films alongside Brad Pitt and Harrison Ford in the 1990s, has filed a federal lawsuit accusing Harvey Weinstein of sexually assaulting her in 1995 after a business meeting and then retaliating against her and negatively affecting her career after she confronted him weeks later. There are new numbers regarding wages and job growth around the country. Job growth by private employers slumped and was much weaker than expected in September. Payroll processing company ADP is reporting 89,000 new private sector jobs created last month. Economists were predicting nearly twice that number. Wage increases appear to be moderating. September pay was up 5.9% from a year ago. ADP says it has been seeing a steady decline in wages in the past 12 months. The monthly employment report is released on Friday. Ginny Cosola, Fox News. This season's Tony Awards are set. The awards, which mark the best in theater, will take place June 16th at New York's Lincoln Center. The nominations for the 2024 Tonys will be announced April 30th. I'm Lee Silisara. This is Fox News. It's the Macon County Fair Harvest Festival, October 13th through the 15th. Who's ready for haunted hay rides, carnival rides, pumpkin painting, and a costume contest. Let's add in delicious fall flavorful foods from food vendors and tons of shopping vendors. It's fun for the entire family at the Macon County Fair Harvest Festival, October 13th through the 15th. Join in on the fun and celebrate fall at the Macon County Fairgrounds. Visit our website for more details. Our stretch of warm, summery days is about to come to an end. Tonight, increasing clouds with scattered showers and storms and lows around 66. For Thursday, more scattered showers and storms with a chance for locally heavy rain, with temperatures turning much cooler and afternoon highs only around 72. And for Friday, a mix of sun and clouds and finally feeling more like autumn with highs at best in the mid-60s. With your Storm Team 20 forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Cheryl Lemke. Authenticity, balance, and a little moxie. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Hey, 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 hey. Dun, 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 dry, dry, no Welcome to The Morris Code. I'm your host, Dr. J. And and along with me in this journey and in life's journey is Dr. J.K. And you won't hear his voice right now because we are um, adulting and parenting today. And so this week is homecoming week for Kid 1 and Kid 2. And one Kid 1 is actually on the homecoming court and Kid 2 is a girl. So it is a thing, like it is really a thing. And so... We are pitch hitting where we can to make sure our babies are good. I recognize that our time is is winding down with Kid One. He's a senior in high school, and so Dad is at the homecoming parade, and Mom is at the studio. So um, if you're listening to my loves, I'm super proud of y'all, and I am happy that you all are enjoying your high school experience. So tonight, you got me and Dom, don't they, Dom? Sure do. Every Wednesday. <laughs> Is it every Wednesday? Every Wednesday. So last Wednesday, we're trying something new, right? Uh, the last Wednesday of each month, we're doing like feature interviews. And last Wednesday, you had us, but you didn't have us. You you still had us, but you really didn't have us live. We aired uh, Rafaela Prangi's interview that we had done back in the summer. But I was reading Facebook and recognized that like a lot has happened in such a short period of time with Rafaela. Um, so I thought it was interesting just to kind of hear her story and her journey. And so she was our first kind of last Wednesday feature interview last week. So they had us, but they really didn't have us, did they? I think. They had us. They had us. Okay. So me and Dom, um, earlier today, we spent some time in 
the studio recording some content and I'm super excited. We had kind of piloted or pitched this idea of doing a Sunday mornings. And then I had to really step back and think about what, what is it and what can it be? It's not live, but we record podcasts and they are pushed out every Sunday morning on nowdecator.com at about, is it nine o'clock, Dom, or eight o'clock? I can't remember. Uh, between eight and 10. Okay. So I'll just say 10 because it should be there by then. It, it should be there by nine, but by if nine. I'm late, it'll be there by 10. <laughs> okay. So nine o'clock Sunday mornings, unless she's late, then it's 10. Uh, <laughs> so you just have to check back. We are um, posting what we call Sunday mornings, and it is, I don't know how to describe it. Like, what would you say that it was, Dom? Because you're clearly you're in for all of it because you produce it. I know it's hard, isn't it? It is hard. I don't know. There's there's a lot of life lessons in there, uh, which obviously because you guys you know take from scripture and in scripture there's a lot of life lessons. Whether you're you know super religious or not, there's something I think everyone can take from scripture. And so you know we talk a lot about whether it's you know obedience, endurance, um, just a lot of the different things that as us as humans deal with as we go through our everyday lives, you know, whether it's struggles, positivities, whatever it is. So, yeah. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's different. It's different. It's different, but I think it's something that everyone can relate to and you can't, not always can you relate to, you know, every show or every podcast, but I think with that one, you can, because everyone has those thoughts that you guys discuss. And it's less than 15 minutes. Right. Yep. It is typically, I, I would say the shortest one is about eight minutes or so. Um, so we try to get it between eight and 15 and we usually hit that. So, so that's good. So check out each Sunday morning, um, uh, what we are calling, uh, sun- <laughs> Sunday mornings, right? Yeah. That's what it's called. <laughs> so that's why it's called Sunday mornings because it's aired on Sunday morning and it definitely includes scripture. But I think Dom is right in that it's a lot of how, how do we live? How do we remain, become and remain fully present, not in everything, but really in our lives and in our self-awareness and how we are connected to us? But our responsibilities, because I believe that if you are still here, you still have some work that uh, you need to do uh, along your journey. So I, I, I like them, but they were not they and they still are not the easiest 10 to 15 minute segments to produce or to to share because you're producing. No, it's definitely tough. But, you know, I think it's something that um, I'm glad that we do. And, and I'm sure a lot of people can take something from it. It's just a good way for, you know, you to start your, your Sunday mornings to end your, your weekends as you get ready to start the week. And, you know, every week comes with its trials and tribulations, yeah. its battles, some that you expect and you're fully prepared for, and then others that come unexpectedly. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's hard, but yes. it's, uh, it's needed. Yeah. So we, Check out podcast every Sunday morning around nine o'clock. Uh, have a cup of coffee or tea or water. Dom doesn't drink a lot of water. Well, she does. You, I do you, now. Yeah, I so. do now. Yeah. I love water. <laughs> it still is, has no taste, but I love water. <laughs> that is very different from where you live. Where you I used think to live. everything is different in the last <laughs> couple years for sure. Yeah. So everything is is different, and water is that that new thing. Just to add into it so <laughs> so i do thing. like water so grab a glass of water <laughs> sunday morning around nine and uh sit down and listen to the sunday sunday mornings with uh the morris code um i think we have a really good show this evening as i do every week and i'm thankful that people continue to join us to have conversations so tonight we'll be joined by ricky parker from the children's museum of illinois to talk about a ton of the work that they are engaged in and then we will also be joined by um keith creighton and and a teacher from Dennis Lab Schools in Decatur Public School District. So I, and, and it is a really good conversation. Uh, and they are planning a um, trip to uh, a conference to better teach and instruct on math or to kind of do things very, very different, which is near and dear to my heart. I have an undergraduate degree in math and statistics, but in high school, my three years, in, I spent three years in high school, my math grades were less than mediocre. Like, um, if I pull up my transcript, they probably were D's. 
maybe some C minuses, but I, it wasn't reflective of ability. It was reflective of um, instruction and how I received it because I didn't have any challenges uh, working on that bachelor's degree in math and statistics. So we will have some conversation with Dennis Lab School this evening. But before we head to break, I really want to talk about just real quick, Dom, a couple things. The first thing is Morgan State University. It's been all over the news about um, a shooting that was on campus. And uh, Morgan State is an HBCU, which really is a historically black college or university that is in Baltimore, Maryland. And it has just kind of hit the airwaves um, and I think it was probably about four or five people that were shot. No one was critical and they're still looking for the person. But with all of that being said, it having worked on college campuses, both historically black colleges and universities and traditionally white institutions, it is the hardest thing to wrap your mind around sending your young person to college and then the possibility of something happening in an environment where you deem them to be safe, right? We had some challenges this week with our kids in, and headed to high school and they were closed um, for a day to search the school. And I'm, 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 I'm telling you that that even in our minor uh, state of inconvenience was not a good place for me as a parent and as a mom. So my heart and my thoughts go not only to to the school, but to the students and to their families, um, because you don't send your kid anywhere, whether it's to college or to work or to anywhere, to not have them return just as you have sent them. So my heart's my heart and my thoughts are with the students and their families and all of the students on campus. And administration, whether it's K-12 or higher ed, is not the easiest thing to do. Sometimes we have this assumption like, oh, it's education and it's touchy-feely. Not, in, <laughs> And we live this in the summer with a small microcosm when I'm thinking of the Red CNA program. Like the anxiety level is is heightened because we have other people's children. And the priority for us always, 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 always is safety. We can figure out the rest, but it's safety. So my parent, my, my thoughts and prayers are with the students and all of them. And because uh, it'll be an experience that they won't forget and with their families. And I'm thankful that they all, um, no one has succumbed to any of the injuries. The second thing that I really want to mention, which is interesting to me from a distance and up close, is this Kevin, McCar- uh, Kevin McCarthy being ousted as the speaker. And so that um, tells me, as if we already didn't know, that the political season that we're encroaching on is still going to be a tumultuous experience for for people. And sometimes we have to realize that as we are watching and as we are listening, there's this thing called secondary trauma, <laughs> right? And so while it may, I may not be in it, I still may receive some type of visceral reaction based on the things that I am perceiving that's coming into me through through media or through social media or through text or through friends or even like politics. Like this is overwhelming. And so as we are watching him um, become removed and, and voted out, we have to dial into where we are. And not meaning agreement or disagreement, but what is my level of entry into this conversation? Meaning, when it comes time to vote, am I going to vote? Absolutely. But who am I going to vote for and why? What are my values? And let my values and my priorities drive the information that I even consume. You cannot consume it all. Yeah. When it comes to politics, it's, for me... I go through different, you know, yeah. moments where I'm in or I'm out. Like I, I go, I'm never just in, never just out. It's yep. just like back and forth. When it comes to voting, I'm always in. Yep. I'm always in. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna, you know, do my research. I'm, there's some things I already have an idea about. I'm always gonna vote. But when it comes to politics, I just, I think I've been so out of it yeah. that yesterday kind of brought me back in. Like I've been so focused on everything else, and I get a group chat. From my family, yeah. which I have silenced, but it popped up and it said something about Kevin McCarthy gets ousted. Or, yeah. And my whole thing was I text. I'm like, 
can they do that? Like, I didn't even know that was something. Right? And so then my brother, who's, you know, studying law, my sister, who's obsessed with everything with politics and history. Yeah. And I'm the person who's typically has no idea what's going on, if it's geography or if it's something to do with with law. I don't know how it works, but I listen to what's going on. And so they end up having this whole conversation. And I'm just kind of like, oh. I don't even know this could happen. And so then I go and I you look into look it. it yeah. And I'm like, oh, OK, people from the Republican side, they had to jump over to, you know, to vote with the Democrats. Democrat, and that yeah. doesn't typically happen. So yes, on something, I guess they're on the same page. Or, so it was just interesting uh, but it's just a reminder that sometimes we're not fully in, but there's always something that brings us back. And then it all ties back to voting. Are you going to vote? And for me, it's like I'm always going to vote. Um, so I, I think I'm definitely going to look more into what happened yeah. and learn more about it. Um, but, you know, I th- it's interesting. I th- and I agree with you. I think that it's interesting, too, because when it when it first started popping up on the screen, because I am um, not been watching television at all. And so some kind of way it seeped through. But it I, I remember thinking like, hey, wasn't this the guy that had a difficult time being elected, r- voted into the. I did remember that. Yeah. So that like it took the, forever. Yeah, it took forever. And here we are. So I had to go back like you and look and be like, I, man, why is this dude's name so familiar to me? Because we've heard it time and time and time again. I think the other thing that was interesting this past week and over the past week since we've been in was uh, our kid, too. She she's 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 a stealthy kind of gal, so she's aware, but her her clues are 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 not as forthcoming as mine. And so, for example, she comes in last week and she says, "Uh, you know, uh, the government might shut down." And I was like, "Uh, so you're 15." <laughs> right <laughs> and then she comes in so we had the conversation we got to look it up we got to talk about it and then she comes in and she says something about yeah speaker of the house is having troubles what that doesn't give me anything <laughs> like, what do you mean he's having troubles i'm having troubles in life like what's going on here but don't forget who her dad is right, right. So remember her dad and i'm like yeah ricky's coming in in august and he was like so she's coming in in august I'm like, yeah, Ricky's coming in in August. He's like, so she's coming in in August. So they are instead of just saying that, no, she's coming in in October. October. <laughs> we just are on the wrong month. Yes, you just get to the point. So her and her dad are very, very similar in that. So you know, the Speaker of the House is having trouble. Uh what kind of trouble? <laughs> oh, you know. The did troubles he, that Speaker of the House goes did, through. Did he call you? But like she was all into this, you know, it might be a government shutdown. And I was like, so who's shutting down and why? And should I be worried? Right? So all I'm saying is, is that I think that we are going to have a tumultuous um, go at this political season over the next several months and figure out what your issues are and where your values lie and make sure that you align and recognize that 100% of no one and are we going to agree, right? Like we are not going to agree with every decision that every person makes. And so be engaged, but more importantly, be aware and be aware of whether you want, like you're saying, Dom, be in or you want to be out, but yet I'm still going to vote. You are listening to The Morris Code on WSOI 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, and streaming live on NowDecatur.com. We'll be right back to have some conversation with Ricky Parker, the executive director of the Children's Museum of uh, Illinois, about what they got going on. Be right back. For 23 years, the Community Foundation of Macon County has worked to connect the philanthropic goals of donors with the needs of our community. This is Steve Groney, Community Foundation Board Trustee. Our foundation has grown to over 380 funds that have been established by individuals, families, businesses, agencies, and organizations to benefit a variety of community causes. We're proud to share that in 2022, foundation donors made over $5 million in grants to support social services, arts, recreation, conservation, health, and education. Because of donor generosity, we are creating a better future for our community that allows all to live, learn, work, and thrive. 
If you are interested in learning how you can work with the Community Foundation to establish a fund to support the causes you care about, call today at 429-3000 or visit our website at MaconCountyGives.org. Imagine having all the money you need for retirement, all the income, every month, guaranteed. That's Secure Future Investor, an indexed annuity tied to growth in the stock market, but without any risk of loss ever. It's guaranteed money for life income, no matter how long you live. Call 888-509-2228. 888-509-2228. Sponsored by GP Agency, Inc., Raleigh, North Carolina. Licensed in all states. Performance may vary. Consult with your financial professional before making an investment decision. At Simply Safe, we've designed award-winning home security with advanced sensors, HD cameras, and now this 24/7 lifeguard protection, only from Simply Safe. Now, monitoring agents can see and speak to intruders through our new indoor camera to help stop crime in real time and for fast police response. Get 20% off any new system with Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/radio. Advanced home security, 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Hey, we are family. J.K. would like that one. Welcome back to The Morris Code. I'm your host, Dr. J.K. And in the studio with me this afternoon is Ricky Parker, Executive Director of the Children's Museum of Illinois. I kept saying Central Illinois there. She was like, no. No, no. It's the full thing. It's all the- of Illinois. <laughs> it is all of Illinois. What's up, friend? Oh, not much. I'm just wrapping up our first day of opening the water table at the Children's Museum, and it was really fun and energizing, and now I'm excited to be here with you. Y'all are busy. We are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we are... You know, October is usually kind of our slow month, September, October, but it is not slow this year. We've got lots of stuff going on. So how long have you been here? About a year, a little bit over a year. Are you serious? So you've done two duck derbies. Two duck derbies, one in September of 22 and then one in May of 23, which is where it'll stay. It got a little thrown off with COVID. How did it go? Yeah, it was really good. We raised $24,000 this year, um, which is better than we've done in a very long time. And it was a fun and successful successful event so yeah excited to keep that one going yeah what's it's been, been like going on for 30 years and so it's <laughs> why kind stop of now? beloved why stop now yeah <laughs> what has been the the not the best thing but the one thing in the first year that's almost like a light bulb or a, oh or a, yes this is it yeah i think for me the thing that i've really realized is that we should be an asset for every part of the community. Um, and I think that we had a lot of room to grow in yeah. terms of outreach and making sure that our entire community has access to the facility. And that means regardless of what your economic yeah. means are. Um, and so we have implemented a lot of different programs to try and remove those barriers to entry. And I'm really excited about the potential to continue doing that. The most exciting one, I think, is our angel membership program, which yeah. is donor funded annual memberships for folks that are eligible for SNAP and EBT discounts. Um, and we have given away 128 of those in the How community. Amazing. And it's been really, really great to see those folks in through the museum. So do they come in? They do. Yeah. Really? That's what I was honestly, I was just kind of curious about yep. whether they would use, they would use them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, in August, which is the latest month that I have data on, we saw over 70 people come through the museum using angel wow. memberships. So it was great. You all are open in the winter too. Does this, this, yes. um, I was, I'm going to say attendance, but I don't think attendance is the right word, but does it increase like the traffic? In, when it's colder out? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Um, right at the beginning of the school year, our attendance kind of plummets. So we have really good steady attendance during the summer. Yeah. Um, and then in September, it goes way, way down. And in fact, a lot of children's museums will close during September okay. and do kind of like refreshes if yeah. they have things on the schedule. Um, but we stay open. Um, and then in October, November, December with the holidays and things, it sort of picks up. So really? yeah. Um, areas of opportunity, maybe one or two. 
Yeah. Uh, more than one or two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do, I mean, do you identify some or yeah. what are your, what do you think the areas of opportunity are right yeah. now? Yeah. So I think there's a lot, honestly, you know, many of our exhibits are 30 plus years old. Okay. Um, and so we're looking for ways to refresh those. We have the new water table. We have a new climber on the way as well. Um, but I know, you know, a lot about <laughs> one of our potential projects, which we're really excited about. We had, um, Juanita's wonderful daughter, Nia as our summer intern Um, and she is an incredibly talented artist and we set her to work redesigning our automotive exhibit Um, and so we are working with a design firm in Chicago and are starting our fundraising campaign to raise money for the design phase of that exhibit Um, it's not a cheap uh, exhibit by any means (laughs) no ma'am but we are committed to it Um, I, I truly think it has the potential to give both both Nia and the museum mm-hmm. and Decatur national recognition for what we're doing. And, you know, a lot of museums will talk about how the museum reflects kids' visions yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. what they want to see. But it's really hard to actually do that. Yes. Um, but we are excited to be able, hopefully, um, to really do that and put it into practice in a meaningful way. So I'm going to say two things. And the first thing is going to be a short one. And then the second one is going to be longer only because it's, I call her Niaboo, but it's it's uh, my girl, my favorite girl. But the first thing is, is that one of the things that I love when you talk about the museum being guided by um, kids is um, the T-shirt. Talk yes. about the T-shirt, because I'm like, are we, are we selling swag or are we selling hats? Like, what are we doing? Like, how do I get one? Yeah, that's on the horizon for sure, selling more swag. Um, but we have kind of adopted this new logo for the yes. museum. Um, and it is uh, an illustration that we found in our Young at Art exhibit, which is just kind of a free-flowing art space yeah. where kids can just draw and create. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found an illustration up there of the children's museum and it was incredible and so creative Um, and we knew that there had been a field trip from Holy Family School there and we tracked down the artist and his parents um, and we got permission to use it on all of our (sighs) t-shirts. It's on my business card now. It's on my signature block and my email. It's amazing. So we're excited to incorporate that. When you talk about the the museum really being driven by kids, like that is such a, because it caught my eye and like the, the shirt and I was like, oh, my God. So Nia came home because she comes home with Children's Museum attire. I was like, hey, so where'd you get that? And did you get me one? <laughs> um, but then the other piece to it is really the I reached out to you to see if the museum would um, consider hosting a DCLI intern. And I was sharing earlier because we were chit chatting earlier that it, it our internship program just brings me joy and it brings me joy because I see where our young folks come in our high school students come in in week one and I see where they end in all of their internship sites in week eight and she I I placed her and they don't get to choose like I I kind of try to get to know the kid and try to get to know the intern sites and the people just by listening and observing and those kind of things but I placed her because I knew that her soul would be taken care of. That was the most important thing to me. And to watch her, she was so nervous. She was sick. Um, And then she went in the interview and you all ask her why <laughs> did she want to work at the children's museum and what did my daughter say she said my mom told me i had to <laughs> so shamed but it's fine <laughs> she's like well you told me to be honest i was like yeah so i'm good um but i've watched her and i've watched her change and i've watched her grow and she's grown into a young woman and an unbelievable experience that she's had there in eight like people say you can't shift a life in eight weeks you totally can and so i thank y'all um i thank you for saying yes though right to even hosting an intern because we didn't have one there i thank you for doing yoga with my rest dnas because you know they were like is this gonna make your booty big (laughs) yes yes it is of course (laughs) yeah miss ricky said that it was and i was like so okay I'm going on Friday. <laughs> so the the project is unbelievable. And I still keep thinking in, in I call it Mayberry, a young black um, 
female who is working towards becoming an artist. Like, I don't care if it's automotive design or if it's house design or whatever, but she's interested in cars. And so you all fostered that into a thing. Yeah. And it was such a blessing to have her. I mean, I cannot tell you the blessing that you are to this community, Juanita. And I, I tell you that as often as I see you, you um, because it's so true. I mean, people who are invested in our youth and are really committed to making their lives better. And, you know, I I just, I can't imagine the community without you. I can't imagine the community without the work that DCLI does. Um, And seeing that growth firsthand through Nia and through the CNAs and just how impressive these young people are. It's really just been eye-opening for me too, truly. <laughs> but what did you say? So um, I got an email. I don't know what day it was. <laughs> Were you going to tell me that she's your daughter? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, Juanita, when are you going to tell me that this was your daughter? I saw Jeremy roll up and I was like, "Is what is Jeremy doing bringing our new intern here? And I was like, wait. <laughs> Let me connect these dots real quick. Yeah. Uh, I was like, so I wasn't. But thank you. <laughs> We're going to see how she does first (laughs) and then see. So what else do y'all have? Because y'all have a ton going on. We do. Um, On October 22nd, which is a Sunday, we are open from noon to 430 and we have our kid-focused Halloween party. Um, And it's just your general cost of admission. If you have a membership at the museum, it's free. Um, And you just come, you dress up. We have a runway show for you to show off your costume. Um, So right at the front, you can strut your stuff and show us what you got um and then you trick-or-treat around the museum which is really fun we have um some other community organizations coming to offer some fun kind of spooky experiments and things like that and then the first kids that are the first 50 kids that are in um can paint a pumpkin um so really really fun stuff going on that day super engaging is there where's the candy Oh, the candy's all around the museum. Okay. So we'll have different stations set up. Um, <laughs> and you just come and trick or treat there. And uh, YLIA is volunteering to yeah. hand out the candy. So it's super fun. So here's what I love. Um, one of the things I love about the Children's Museum is that you also have events that are, that don't have any kids. That's correct. <laughs> we do. And those events typically also have alcohol. <laughs> so if that's of interest to you, um, so we are also having an adult focused Halloween party. It is on October 27th. It's a Friday night. It'll be from 7 to 9. Come hang out. There's live music. It's um, one of our employees who runs kind of our back-of-house operations. Keenan Wilcott is in uh, a ton of stellar bands, and they are going to be playing pop punk rock. Okay. Um, And it's going to be really, really cool, super fun. Um, We have raffles and fun stuff throughout the night, but really it's just a celebration of the Children's Museum and a chance for folks to get into our space and enjoy the things that make kids happy because they make adults happy too. It's a fundraiser for us. So tickets are $45 um, and beer and wines included and uh, snacks and things like that too. That's super exciting. Okay. In our last minute or two, what else do we need to get to? Oh my gosh. I don't know. So many things, but I think that the museum is really on the precipice of a tremendous amount of growth right yeah. now. Um, one of the things some of your listeners may have read an op-ed that I wrote in the Herald and Review recently that talks about um, unrestricted giving and the yeah. things that nonprofits in our area really need. What I've really identified is that the museum is a small museum in terms of our staff, in terms of our budget, and Mm -hmm. in terms of our attendance. But our facility is really squarely in that medium-sized museum according to industry standards. And so my goal is to grow those other pieces to match the size of our physical facility. And so I've set a really high goal for what our growth looks like in the next decade. Um, But I think we can get there. And I'm really excited about the direction we're heading and the people we're working with and um it's just it's just been a wonderful experience for me to move into this sort of arena of working with kids and yeah. to be able to plant seeds that grow kids into change makers in our community oh 
Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the work and thank you for uh, coming in and thank thank you you for spending the afternoon with me. And then I guess I'll see you. You, I I was told that I would see you next Tuesday. You will. You absolutely will. We have a open house um, and members of the public are welcome to come. Um, It's from five to seven. Just come by, check out what we're doing. You can RSVP at cmofil.org backslash RSVP. Thank you, Ricky Parker. Central, uh, Central. No, 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 no. Children's Museum the, of Illinois. Thank I'll you. Help you. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to the Morris Code on WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, and streaming live on Now Decatur. Thank you to Ricky Parker and the Children's Museum of Illinois for joining us and the work that you do to impact our community. Thank you, and thank you for sharing your family with me too. Ooh, ciao. <laughs> This is Tom Brinkotter with Brinkotter Realtors. It is truly an honor to carry on the legacy started by my father many years ago. Despite technology playing a big role in today's business landscape, we remain dedicated to the values of the past. Being a family business, our commitment has always been deeply personal. Our devotion lies with our clients, our responsibility within our community, every day, earning your business one handshake at a time. Discover the difference at Brinkotter Realtors. Modern tech, timeless values. Visit us online or call to connect with one of our agents today. Wow, the mailbox is looking really full today. Oh, no. Ah, the junk mail. The junk mail. It's that time again. Medicare annual enrollment. At Health Alliance, we're less focused on how much mail we send and more focused on improving the health of our communities. Learn more about us online at healthalliance.org slash HA24. Health Alliance. Many members, one alliance. Health Alliance Medicare is an HMO plan with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Health Alliance Medicare depends on contract renewal. Fall into fashion and fun with Shop on Main and the Party Shop. These two downtown boutiques are filled to the brim with beautiful fall fashions and accessories. Fun fall and Halloween party supplies, home decor, and balloons of all kinds. Stop in soon. We promise you will enjoy your shopping experience with great customer service and a variety of merchandise. Shop on Main and the Party Shop, 407 and 411 North Main, downtown Decatur. We will see you soon. All right, this just in, Pure Talk just added more 5G data to every plan and is now including a mobile hotspot with no price increase at all whatsoever. Just 20 bucks a month for unlimited talk, unlimited text, and now 50% more 5G data, plus you get mobile hotspot. Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, enter the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N, to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you do it now, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Sean. The United Way NFL Challenge is back for year two. Pick winners of NFL games all season long for a $5 donation to the United Way campaign. The best week each week wins 100 bucks. Pick them cards available by emailing alee at uwdecatur.org or visit sponsor locations Dale Southlake Pharmacy in South Shores, Cody's Corner Drugs in Forsyth, or Goodfellas Fine Cigars on Merchant Street. Also sponsored by Buick Real Estate Agent Cole Babcock and Bechtech, where safety's reimagined. For more info and the standings, visit uwdecatur.org. Memorial Care is how you start to feel better. Primary care, urgent care, virtual care. Memorial Care is how health begins. Visit memorial.health. Memorial Care is your entry to the quality care and expertise of Memorial Health. Primary care, urgent care, virtual care. Memorial Care is how health begins. Visit memorial.health. The Brass Horn is hosting their Made to Measure custom clothing event with special pricing starting Tuesday, October 3rd through Saturday, October 7th. If you're hard to fit and have a difficult time buying off the rack, the Brass Horn will help with all of your clothing needs. Choose from hundreds of fabrics during this exclusive event. The Brass Horn will be open late on Thursday until 7, and a representative from Copley Custom Suits and Sport Coats will be at the store starting at 3 p.m. Look your best this fall with the help of the Brass Horn in downtown Decatur. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. 
Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-393-1881. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Morris Code. I'm too loud in my own ear. That's not good. I love New Edition. They were, they still are actually one of my favorite groups. They just move kind of like I move now, which is not always <laughs> flattering. <laughs> but at least they can still get the get the words out. The best one probably though is Bobby Brown. Ooh goodness gracious okay i'm back welcome back the morris code i'm your host i think dr j i am in the studio now with dennis lab schools and i'm super excited so i don't know if you all remember or not but last school year we had you remember don I remember. Who did we have? We had Michael and Avery. And we talked about rocket math. Yes. <laughs> and of course, Keith. And of course, Keith. Right? I mean, he was here. He was along for the ride. <laughs> but oh my, like that was like the best <laughs> show. It was. You talking about off the rails? <laughs> we never got on them. I don't even know if we got to the train with those two. It was the best. And so Keith was Keith Keith was kind of like the sidekick to Michael and Avery. Um, but they really talked about the project that they were working on. It was a great illustration example of project-based learning. So today, uh, Michael and Avery are not with us. They may join us some other time, but I'm sure that they're big, booked and busy and got agents <laughs> after the last show. So Keith, will you introduce, uh, our, our new guest, um, sure. which will not be nearly as hype. <laughs> Sorry, I am not Michael or Avery. No, no, ma'am. No, so I brought with me Colleen Weitengruber today, and she's our sixth grade math teacher at Dennis. Colleen, tell us about you. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I've been teaching for 12 years. This is my 12th year teaching. This is my ninth year in DPS and my third year at Dennis third year middle school teacher. Yeah. Where'd you come from? Are you from Decatur? No. Um, I, I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. Which one? Uh, New Lenox. <laughs> near Joliet. Yes. So. No, I'm just asking. Yeah. We used to live in Chicago, but we lived in the city. So my oh, husband yeah, no. worked in Lombard and okay. Oak Brook, New Lenox. I lived in Joliet for a little okay. bit of time. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So you're here. So I'm here. Maybe. Yeah. When I graduated college, I went to NIU. Um, <laughs> The education field was much different than it is now, and there were about a thousand applicants for every teaching position. Yeah. So I worked as a TA for two years uh, before I was able to get a teaching job, and so I came to Decatur. My first year teaching, I was at Parsons. I was a kindergarten teacher. Oh my! Yeah, never do that again. No. <laughs> I don't know. She might be good as Michael. <laughs> no, not your no, jam. It was, it was a foot in the door, and yeah. I haven't left Decatur. We've been here since 2012. So. And you're the mom of three, right? Yes, I have three kids uh, and a husband, and uh, they're important. Yeah, he's, he's there too. <laughs> um, but um, my old. This is nine. She's in fourth grade at Montessori. Our middle is five. He's in kindergarten at Montessori. And our youngest is two. He's at Kids and Fitness. My, um, both of mine attended Montessori when we lived in Tennessee. And, uh, and it's, so it's super interesting because we were just talking about the kids off air and, and uh, kid one is a senior this year. And I, um, still have a really good relationship with Miss Krista O'Daniel, who was the Montessori instructor for both of my kids when we lived in Tennessee. We didn't have as well of an experience in Montessori when we moved to Mississippi, but, um, I absolutely, it was so unbelievably, uh, in particular for kid one, Kyle. He's classified as gifted on paper, 
but we live with the teenage 17 year old teenage teenage young man but um just enjoyed that experience uh with the school and with the culture so speaking of school and culture let's talk about dennis and let's talk about the it's been a summer the, <laughs> oh boy yeah. y'all got a lot going so, on so what i realized this summer was that i have not moved nor have I changed my job, but my commute has gotten progressively longer over the last five, six years. Has As, it? Yes, because we, we, I used to work out of the building, <laughs> uh, the one that, the original Dennis building. Yeah. Um, and then when we went dual campus, I went over to the one that was French Academy. And so my commute got a little longer there. So the original one was the one that's right on in on the West End. Right? Uh, in the West End the on West Main End. Street. Okay. Yeah, just okay. past uh, Millican there. Okay. And then when we were dual campus, I was at Kaleidoscope, which is the old French Academy building. So commute got a little bit longer then. French Academy is up the street. On wood. On wood. Okay. Yep. okay. Yep. And now we're at the Garfield site or John Adams for those who were around when it was back then in South Shores. And so nothing's changed about my house or my job, but the commute has changed. So how has it been? Like there was such a ton, a ton, a ton of discussion, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I'll just leave it there. But just in transitioning and making sure kids and families and staff and teachers and in the building, how has it gone or what do you want to share? Well, I mean, no transition is easy. They're always difficult. Um, And there are always moments where there are things that you miss and things that you appreciate about the new thing. Um, What has been Amazing, though, through this transition is the amount of people who have rallied around to make this happen. Uh, The Garfield site had a building with 15 classrooms in it. And we had two buildings that were completely closed and had limited access to get the things out. And um, while we started three weeks late, uh, it's a miracle because now we have 16 extra classrooms, three like functional buildings that were built. We're all back on one campus instead of uh, split across a dual campus. And um, just amazing how quickly it came together and how many people rallied around to make it happen. So kids are good transitioned well kids are great kids are more resilient than the adults are it's the adults that are going to have the harder time moving the harder expectations that aren't met um the kids were thrilled they saw the brand new playground out there and they were good they're like i could be here this is great yeah this is going to be no problem but it's really amazing there are three modular units outside of the main building and they're just about a parking lot away so that's not too far that you're walking when you're outside and doing that but each Two of the modulars have six full classrooms in it. They have sure. restrooms in each of them. They don't feel flimsy. They feel like buildings, buildings. That, that just popped up. And then the other one has four. So we've got our middle school, sixth through eighth grade, and then our fourth and fifth graders are out in those modular units. And all three are connected by walkways so the students can get from one yeah. to the other very easily. Um, they're all secured. Everybody thought about all the little things from can we ring the school bells and make announcements in there to yeah. all of those things. And it, it just works and it works great. I think that um, sometimes, shoot, I don't know how to say it in a good way. I'm going to say it in a really good way because I'm working on being more self-aware. I just think this, <laughs> that sometimes we have to take the opportunity when change presents itself and we don't have too many options, right? Mm-hmm. Like every now and again, we are moved out of the way for a reason or we are shifted for a reason. And we don't Sometimes we sit in the, the get stuck in the I don't want or it doesn't look like what we thought it should look like when really there's an opportunity to do something and have a different and a greater level impact on whatever it is. And so I'm glad that the, the students are in never have a question about their resilience. I'm glad that the 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 adults are in or m- maybe they've gone somewhere else. I don't know. But I'm glad that it's moving forward and the school year has started. It's always amazing how we hear a lot of conversation. And then when we see things work, all of the conversation mm-hmm. died down. Yeah. So great. Okay. I'm just going to say that. You just say, mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's talk, Colleen, about teaching math. And let's talk about uh, what I really want to be sure we give some space and time great. to is the math conference that's mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. that's coming. So how do y'all, how do we want to so introduce So I it? had the, the, 
great honor to to go into Colleen's classroom and take a look at what she was doing. And and I don't know how she did it, but in the midst of this move and all of the crazy stuff that was going on in terms of getting classrooms set up, she also wanted to uh, was deeply invested in having her students more engaged and getting more impact for them about yeah. thinking math wise. And so she found something called building thinking classrooms and has run with it in her classroom and to see it work um in action is just really impressive because it turns some of the things on its ear and puts students in more control. So I'll let her talk more about how it works and things like that, but that it is great. impressive to see. So when I started teaching middle school math, um, I joined, you know, Facebook group yep. with middle school math teachers and it was a lot of the same frustrations. Like how do you get your kids to actually do work? You know, in middle school, they don't care. How do you get them engaged? And a lot of people would say, building thinking classrooms, read the book, read the book. It mm-hmm. changed my classroom. It's amazing. And so it was kind of on my radar. Yeah. Um, and so last spring, I really decided, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get this. the book and yep. I'm going to do it. And then I found a graduate course, yeah. an online graduate course this summer. So I took that course, mm-hmm. which really made me read the book and do assignments and really dig into the meaning yeah. of everything. And then our math coordinator, Kelly Murray, did uh, professional development this summer with the book, a book study. Yeah. So I was doing the graduate course and a book study this summer, like all in. All in. And ready to go. I even moved classrooms on the last day of school before yeah. our schools shut down <laughs> so that I could have a bigger classroom to do this in. Yeah. See how that turned out. And then, um, so I knew that I was going to jump in. So I was doing all the things this summer to get myself ready And then when we had our three-week delay, I used that time to start prepping. And so I was making the rubrics and starting to plan the things and prep as much as I could without being in my classroom. And, uh, yeah, I just jumped in day one. Like, this is what we have to do. And I love that I started day one because when kids come to sixth grade at Dennis, it's their first experience in middle school. Yeah. So they don't know any different. That's right. So when you come to sixth grade math, this is how we do it. And it's going to look a lot different than what you've done in the past. But because everything is new for middle school students, switching classes, you know, just it's all new. And so I felt like this was a perfect opportunity to start something new with them also. So starting from day one, um, the way it works is students work in random groups Uh every day. And around the perimeter of the classroom, I have um, whiteboards that they can work at. And when they come in the room, they get their random card and they have to go to that group. Yeah. And those are the people they have to work with for the day for the class period. Yeah. And so um, there's a lot less teacher instruction Mm -hmm. and it's more. Here's what I want you to figure out. Yep. The three of you work together and figure it out. And so we let them work for a little while and then we kind of come back together and then we say, okay, what did we do? Yeah. So it's a lot less. Um, it's a lot less direct. Sitting. Yeah. And there's there's yeah. a lot less sitting, which that, that was a, you know, they it's had to balance. build that up because yeah. they're like, what is this? Like, you make me stand here all day. Yeah. Yep. yep. We are. Welcome yeah. to sixth grade math. This is what we do here. And so um, I feel like the kids just, they took it and, and ran with it. I mean, they didn't. They just done it. They just did it. And it was super cool. And um, the way the book presents itself is you're supposed to, you know, implement a little bit at a time. And I just jumped all in. We're doing it all. (laughs) So there's a conference coming up, right? Yes. Yeah. There's a national math conference in Washington, D.C. at the end of the month. And for the first time in a long time, actually, we've got um, a math team that is solid and committed uh, to Dennis. It's a hard to fill area. Um, but this is a group of people that are really strongly working together to collaborate. And we would really love to send them to the conference because at this conference, not only are they going to meet and network with math teachers and math thinking nationwide, but this particular building thinking classrooms is doing presentations yeah. at that. And so they can get some more training for that. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's really hard within a school budget to be able to come up.
up with, we think it'll take about $5,000 to send the three of them to D.C. for the couple of days for the conference. So we're just trying to reach out to folks who might be interested in supporting something yep. different, something some people who are passionate about math, yep. um, math instruction for kids, or feel like that's an important thing, or, you know, uh, feel like they want to try and make a difference and get excited about this thing because it turns it's on its head the kids are talking about they don't take notes in math that's like right. i used to they're they don't take they're notes, writing they make notes. they're making notes to their future yes. self that's right. and what do you what is your future self going to need to remember and so it's very student driven which aligns with exactly what we're trying to do mm-hmm. at dennis about being innovative and changing things and moving in the direction that's going to benefit students and so there's uh it's building thinking classrooms our goal is five thousand dollars it's focused on stem it's focused on middle school and it's focused on math and that's one of the things that's near and dear to my heart i have i was sharing earlier that my high school career was three years and i think my highest grade in math was a c minus and probably mostly d's but i have a bachelor's in math and statistics and part of the reason why was not because i couldn't understand but it was the delivery mode right mm-hmm. and it was sit and get and be still and be quiet all day write the notes and then give them back to me never could understand why you want me to write the notes it's and give them mimicking. back to you right <laughs> yeah in the book <laughs> so, the introduction you, in the book talks about all the student behavior Studenting yes. is what he calls it. And, you know, a lot of your kids, they mimic yep. because I do, we do, you do. Yeah. I do it, then we do it, and then you do it. And you regurgitate it, but you don't actually learn it. You don't learn it. So, And so I think that this is something that's um, super interesting and very uh, beneficial, even if it captures um, the majority of our students and not necessarily all of our students. How can they reach out if somebody wants to donate or contribute? Can they reach out to you? Yeah, they can email me um, at the school and that you can find on the website or give the school a call. Um, that would be fantastic. And then we can kind of figure out how to go from there. Um, but any help would be fantastic and we would love it to send it out. And I think it's going to make a huge impact on student learning. Thank you, Keith, for joining. Thank you, Colleen, for joining. I will see y'all soon. And y'all welcome back anytime, with or without Michael and Avery. <laughs> They're gonna have to there's gonna have yeah, to be a Michael and Avery hour. Them. It is. And I'm I'm We're all gonna grow in. with them. You yeah. know, we can do a retrospective after ten years, you know, and see. <laughs> they definitely how have they to have come changed. back this year. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.